0: All right, everyone, welcome back to the 307 307, 307 Project Podcast. We appreciate you guys joining us. Um, You never know who you're going to get on the 307 Podcast, and today it's just me and Young Biscuit. You guys seem to enjoy it so much when Brooke comes on the podcast. I, I think that she could probably just have her own podcast if she wanted one, but... She stays too busy, so every now and then she gets to drop in and contribute to the conversation. And I'm thankful for you, Biscuit. Thank you for being here today. Oh yeah, it's um, fun. As I thought through what we could talk about today to bring some value to people, and you know, kind of the last episode has just was just a bunch of banter. So I figured we might want to talk about a topic that might could uh, help someone out or at least provoke some thought. And the topic that came to my mind was, uh, I guess, mitigating or trying to uh, eliminate or work, overcome or work through stress and worry and anxiety in our lives. And... You know, I would like to think everybody could relate to this topic.
1: Heck yeah, I I do want to banter. Like, if you want to introduce it and then a little bit of banter. Yeah,
0: that's fine. But I I just thought I, there's nobody, there's no one I could think of better oh. to bring on the podcast to talk about uh, managing daily stress than you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you've
1: tried it all. I'm a freaking expert at this topic, or I'm. I'm an active, active seeking expert at this topic. Yeah. What, what
0: brings stress on you? Like what stresses you in life or brings on anxiety and stuff like that? I mean,
1: so I was thinking about this on the way here first. Can, can I just give an update real quick before we get into it?
0: Oh yeah. Go right ahead. Sweet pea.
1: So we talked about the bidet last time. I finally got the courage to use it and now I'm obsessed and I just wanted to tell everybody that they need to get a bidet. I
0: almost went there in, in that bathroom and used it today.
1: You should. What what can turn into a five minute wiping session where you just never get clean Ugh. turns and you know what I'm talking about turns into a quick squirt, one swipe, clean as a whistle. Man, it doesn't, doesn't that sound nice?
0: Yeah, I think you're on to something, Boo. Yeah. It was really easy to install too.
1: Yeah, was it?
0: Yeah, there's nothing to it. I mean, even I could do it. If I could do it <laughs> everybody yeah, can do it.
1: Wait, where does the water come from? The same line that come
0: that feeds the toilet.
1: Okay. But yeah. it it's its own line, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's super easy.
1: I got to thinking, I was like, dang, Pops probably rigged this thing up ghetto because he was lazy and I got no. toilet water squirting to my butt.
0: It had everything in there to um Look at that! We got a visitor out there. We missed it. It had everything in there to hook it right up. Didn't even have to go to Home Depot. Dang! Which is a plus for me because I hate Home Depot. <laughs> I cannot stand that store. Why not? I, I just don't like the big box stores. Oh, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart. Of course, is the worst ever. Walmart
1: it, will suck your soul and the life right out of you.
0: It draws in the dregs of society somehow.
1: It is one of the most miserable places on this planet. Every time I go in there, I just, speaking of stress. I agree. It'll, I, it'll stress you out I, simultaneously. I don't know how your mom does it. Oh, my parents love Walmart. Well, yeah. Things, well, your
0: dad loves it because he, he might get a deal. Yeah. He might get a deal there. Um, You
1: remember that one time I just started working at the shipyard? I know Dad will listen to this. And um, he said, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, man, I could really use a really nice multi-tool. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get that. And so Christmas morning, I open up my gift, and it's an Ozark Trail Walmart brand (laughs) multi-tool that will barely even open. (laughs) It's so freaking ghetto. And I was like, Dad, is this Walmart brand? And he said, yeah, but I got you another one upstairs, this Gerber. Let me go get it. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that. And then
0: he went up, he got his personal one, Yeah, which was a Gerber, and, and gave it to you and acted like acted like he was going to give it to you anyway. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah, brand. Ozark Trail is, is one-time use gear only.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah, and the one time that you use it, it's probably just barely going to work or it may not
1: work. And the Walmart brand food. Don't freaking get me started, man. Some of that stuff is... Great value. Great value, Brad. <laughs> it's
0: great value.
1: Just hearing it upsets me.
0: Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I guess... I mean, where would all these people that go to Walmart... I mean, where would they go if there wasn't a Walmart? I mean...
1: That's true. It does keep the coals all in one spot, doesn't it? Yeah. That's true. I
0: won't go to Walmart unless... The only way I'll go into a Walmart is if I'm traveling, and I'm somewhere that I don't know where, you know, things are at, and and I need to get something specific, like some batteries or something. Yeah, you know, that's the only way I'll go. Smart. I just, I've I've banished it from ever intentionally donning the doors of that place.
1: Oh, we could go down the rabbit hole of how un nationalistic i know there's a better word american un-american yeah they're just they don't they don't support america at all in any way no uh but that's a that's a deep rabbit hole
0: well you know it is wild to think that it hasn't really since since we've been alive it hasn't been that way but you know like our grandparents generation Everything, all the hardware stores, all the grocery stores, all the restaurants, all, everything was owned by individuals mm-hmm. that were members of the community, yep. right? It's like my grandparents, they owned a hardware store and like that wasn't a big deal. Like somebody had to own the hardware store in the town and uh, my grandparents on my mom's side, they owned a restaurant. Yeah. It's like
1: And they can make a living doing yeah, it. Yeah,
0: they can make a living. They they yeah. weren't trying to get rich, but they owned a hardware store right. to, to just make a living. And oh man, I mean there's there's very few shops like that now. We try to utilize them. I went to the bookstore today. Yep. I don't go to Barnes and Noble bookstore. Mm-mm. I go to Dogwood Books.
1: Yeah, we're on Broad Street. We're very particular about small business and supporting local. And
0: it's the same guy that works in that bookstore, right? Oh, he's wonderful. That's all he does. That's his passion. Mm-hmm. You know, he ain't making he ain't making a lot of money. I don't even know how he pays yeah. for rent in in the building there. But um, you know, I walk in. I walk up to the door. It's nine forty five. He doesn't open till ten. And I poked my head in the door. I'm like, hey, man, I'm a little early. You care if I come in and grab some books? He's like, hey, man, if when if this door's ever unlocked, if it's unlocked, you just come in. Do what you need to do.
1: Barnes & Noble, you would be at the door at 10. And at 10.01, some freaking teenager would be... 10.05. Yeah, 10.05, some teenager would look at you through the door and then walk over and check their phone one last time and then come unlock the door.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just...
1: Now, there's so many benefits to staying small.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. it is. But, you know, another thing, but you got to think of this. Um, th- there are conveniences now. We, we I think that's the thing. Even we, as much as we try to shop locally in small businesses and locally owned and stuff like that in our, you know, day-to-day face-to-face interactions, we wear the old Amazon out.
1: Yeah, but we wear it out. Amazon carries like we know people who have products on Amazon.
0: Well, that's a good point.
1: Like you can buy from big chains or you can buy I'm not saying it's it's no Etsy, but I don't think it's as bad as Walmart. Huh. Me, maybe.
0: Well, I yeah, I don't know. A lot of people hate Amazon because apparently that whoever owns Amazon is a you don't know. Globalist type of guy or whatever but i don't know i know one thing one thing about amazon they do provide a good service
1: and they have good customer service yeah
0: when you order something from amazon it it, you get it in like two days Yep, it's crazy (laughs) i mean walmart ain't got no service (laughs) no so
1: pops is putting in his fake dip
0: yeah you know this stuff has been great actually
1: He's on the road to quitting completely from nicotine. Well, I
0: haven't had any. I haven't had any dip Copenhagen in a long time now.
1: It's been months.
0: Shoot, this fall it'll be going on a year.
1: Dang.
0: So, but but you know, um, I've still been using nicotine mm-hmm. with those little nicotine pouch things, and so now I'm working my way off of everything.
1: You should just on the paddle trip. You should just not bring any nicotine and allow.
0: Do you realize how bad that would be <laughs> for that team? I was
1: about that's let me finish. I was gonna say to let your agitation just out on the paddle team.
0: Oh, that would not be good for them. Uh
1: I'm sure chili could be your punching bag and then the team could take the small portion.
0: No. Uh let's not let's not go down that road.
1: Oh, so what about stress?
0: Well, I asked you a question. What what brings what brings stress on you like because it's something that you well it's something that we all deal with not just something that you deal with yeah i I deal i dealt with it this morning Look, i always i experience the most stress in terms of like anxiousness or that you know that tight feeling in your chest and all this in the morning it's really weird because and it's on it's on days that i know i have things to do right um because I did a little video on this on YouTube the other day, but with YouTube, you only get to you only get to talk for like ten minutes. the videos have to be short, yeah, but that was one thing I talked about is when I wake up in the morning, my mind always wants to jump way ahead in the day to whatever it is I've got to do that day like hey, I got to go record a podcast today, I've got to get my workout in, I got to go to pick up these maps and all this crap and and uh, it just will totally destroy your morning if you can't if you can't, you know, reset from that. Rain it in. Yeah, if you can't rein it in, yeah. So I had a little bit of that going on this morning.
1: I wrote down first I wanna say what is stress? <sighs> like what causes stress, right? And it's when your nervous system releases stress hormones, adrenaline, norepinephrine and cortisol, which rouse the body for emergency action. This could be your heart pounding, muscles tightening, blood pressure rises, your breathing quickens, your senses become sharper. Does that sound right to you, for you? Upset stomach?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so.
1: Just racing thoughts?
0: Well, it's it's weird to think. Is stress the same as, like, anxiousness?
1: Yeah, it's the same.
0: What about worry? Maybe it's different, huh?
1: I I think the physiological response is the same. Okay. But I think your mindset on it is different, and I want to talk about, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. But to answer your question, I thought about, I have a couple different types of stress that I was able to name on the way over here. Stress that I can name, stress about something coming up, Stress I can't name, which is the the freaking bane of my existence. Um, stress about worldly events and circumstances, or healthy stress, and those were like the ones that I thought for me I experienced the most, and I can identify with.
0: Dang, you were you came prepared.
1: Well, I like I I was thinking about it on the way over here, but I was also thinking about how different our personality types are and how different we stress me and you yeah like our stress looks so different yeah like you you don't ever stre- like you you don't ever seem bothered by your past that doesn't ever seem to well, bring you any stress yeah
0: yeah yeah you're i'd say I, I don't know if i'm I don't think you could say I'm never bothered by my past, but it isn't one of my main things that kind of rears its ugly head on a regular basis.
1: Would you say the main thing is like what you just talked about? Like like day to day, you have a lot of things pile up all at once. Is that when when you kind of look back on the last year, is that what you stressed about the most?
0: (sighs) I think... Yes, it's that and it's also like the uh the worldly stuff that's going on. Yeah. The just the frustration and um yeah, but day-to-day stuff, you know, I'm I I it's strange the life that I have been thrust into to living here because I really you, I think you can vouch for this. I don't really like being around people, Hmm. um, don't like talking to people, don't enjoy social gatherings. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a hermit type of a savage type of a person that would rather just be hunkered in the woods somewhere, hunting an animal or, uh, doing something very simplistic or primitive. And so, yeah, I think that's why the day-to-day things do stress me out is because so much of what I do day-to-day is engaging people, Mm -hmm. Um, speaking to people, coming up with, uh, with content or, you know, working in front of a camera or in front of a microphone, or all of that is so opposed to who I've been for my entire life up until just this last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So it's been a huge shift for me being called in to, to a purpose that is not who you would naturally be. I mean, yeah, so maybe that's why the day-to-day stuff gets to me, weighs on me so heavy.
1: I think too. Some of that, like, do you ever have days where you feel stressed and you can't name exactly what it is? Um, or can you usually name it?
0: Yeah, I can. I could usually, I could usually put my finger on it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I could <laughs> usually. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of an example. I mean, I definitely, I definitely have what you would call bad days yeah' and just but that's not necessarily a stressful day yeah so
1: I think everybody I mean you were an extreme case, but I don't think any of us were naturally built for the capacity to maintain the level of it's not even a real social life. It's like a false social life that yes. we all have to have not have to have, but huh. it feels like you have to have it to make money and have friendships and have relationships with your family. And man, it's a lot. It's a lot of people needing a lot of things from you.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's constant too. It's like, I I was doing stuff yesterday and, and I got more phone calls than usual yesterday. And of course I didn't answer any of them. And unless it was from huh. you or Blake, but, um, I was like, just that, that constant nagging, like even if I don't answer the phone, it's just a, it's just a nagging all the time. There's always crap coming at you, man. And we are, I, I agree, and this is a theory of mine, I guess, I guess I can't prove this, but I believe that we are living, lifestyles that are so far outside the boundaries of how we as human beings were created and specifically designed to live, that that has got to be a huge contributing fact, factor to the uh, deterioration of mental health, mm-hmm. if if you want to put it that way. I agree. So... You know, when I look back and see how, you say, well, how was man created to live? Well, um, right here, it's interesting. I think we can look in Genesis and gather a lot of how man was created to live, uh, and I hope you guys know this. We were created to live uh, close to the earth and to care for the earth, Um and uh, here, just in Genesis, uh, I think this is chapter 2, verse 15, the Lord God took the man out and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it, mm-hmm. all right, um, and to harvest from it, right, and and to care for the earth. And, and then also, shortly thereafter, uh, God said, well... Uh, it's not good that man's alone. And so he said, let me make a helper comparable to him. And so there we see humanity was made to care for the earth, uh, harvest from it, um, live with it and in it, but also to be in companionship, to be in community with other humans. It's not good for man to be alone. And so we're way outside the boundaries of that now, man.
1: Yeah, we like, are.
0: Our, 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 our design, and even someone like Brooke and I, people like Brooke and I, that we do spend a lot of time outside. And, you know, Brooke's an amazing gardener and tending to plants and things like that, which is a uh, tremendous help i think in terms of you getting back to how you were created and designed to be but even people like us we're still way outside the boundaries of how it should be um we stay contained in four walls and you know with a roof over our head and climate control and shoes and fluorescent lights fluorescent lights and all this stuff right um and then the community that we have now is even it's 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 not natural i mean when you look back at the rest of human history and you know more primitive cultures they truly lived in community like they didn't each have their own little separate piece of land like hey leave me alone this is mine Uh, they didn't have, they couldn't just run down to the grocery store. Like they lived in a legitimate community where each person depended on one another to stay alive. Um, and they took care of the elderly and everybody, uh, you know, helped raise the, the, the next generation up. And it just, it's not, even if we say we have community here, right? But it's so spread out and we still sit, live so much like little individual units, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And and so. that, that speaks to one of the things I wanted to mention. I'm jumping ahead to how you and I deal with stress, but you just said it is something that's been really useful for me is community. And having relationships with people that I trust and that I'm willing to come to in a vulnerable way and share hard things. Um, and I, I want to speak to the fact that that doesn't always feel right. Like when you're stressed or you're dealing with a mental illness of some sort, my instinct is to Isolate. That's just what I go to. Like I don't feel well. My brain doesn't feel well. I'm not controlling this. I'm not happy. Why do I want to go out and be around people? But that's where that vulnerability and the trust aspect comes in where you can show up with these people not all right. You know, and I, I think that helps me tremendously with stress is just having that network of people. And now that's a lot of work too, maintaining a community and staying engaged with them is not. I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but it's work. Mm-hmm. But it's so worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I have that too in my life. I don't. I don't know that I utilize it as, um, as smartly as you do, though, because no. I'm the same way. When I get stressed, when I'm stressed about something or, you know, I want to push everybody away. Yeah. I just want to isolate too. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to. And, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I say that, but most of the time, what I mean by isolate is I don't want to talk to people virtually. I like, I don't want to, I don't want a phone call. Like, um, I, I i'm i not when i'm in those modes i'm not near nearly as opposed to spending time with those people your close group my my tight yeah my yeah. my community if it's face to face yeah um that's you all the time though man i remember just when we were growing up you know our old house over off of red mountain road i don't know if you remember but Oh, Pe- people were always just in and out of there. Yeah, like the way we grew up. If if you were if you were part of our uh red uh, Red Mountain Militia, I was
1: I was just <laughs> about you were to part say of the our militia. militia
0: <laughs> like you didn't call and ask if you could come over. You didn't call and ask if you could come to dinner. Like you just showed up, man. You, you that's how that place was i mean people yep. would just come in i mean not random people but you just came in you could eat dinner you could brandon could drink all of the milk and yep you know we if we weren't sitting on the porch we were out hunting or riding four wheelers or yeah doing something i mean it was just a i don't know it's a great way of life people people don't do that anymore maybe that's no. our fault
1: Maybe that's our I mean, fault. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we don't. We don't have. And I think that's more me. But we don't have that open door policy.
0: No. And like. I guess that's a good thing that mom and dad did back then. They created that environment. They did in that house to where people knew that they. But what that did back then, that what it created, that I don't have now, is it created the. this this scenario where you spent more time with people that you cared about face-to-face than you did on the phone with them. Yeah. And now it seems like I spend more time with people I care about on the phone than I spend with them face-to-face. Yeah. And it's really been bothering me here lately. Here lately? Yeah, I mean... last three years, four years? (laughs) Well, especially here lately. I don't know. It's really been bothering me. I just... I want so badly to get out from under technology.
1: You're getting real sidetracked on the stress conversation.
0: I know. I know. But I think that's what causes a lot of stress. So that's why I was
1: going. No, on. I totally agree. I think lack of community is a huge <sighs> factor in everybody being stressed. Yeah. And isolation. And you're not, I, I think, I think you're onto something. I yeah. just didn't want to let you get on a, cell phone tangent oh, because I know. we would be here for forever. Yeah, I know. What, what else do you use to manage stress?
0: Well, I didn't even know we have been talking about that yet.
1: Well, were you asked? So you talked about community in the Bible and how people have lived, and, and then I went into community using as a tool to manage stress, uh-huh. and then you tried to go off on a cell phone thing. So coming back to how people lived, is there anything? Like, did I, am I going too fast for you? No,
0: no. I I mean, I think there, we'll we'll talk about the tools that, that we use and have used that work. I mean, the most recent one, I think that is just huge for me, like an absolute game changer. And I know a lot of you guys listening think this is freaking silly, but it's the sauna, man. Um,
1: I don't know how they could think it because I genuinely thought it was kind of silly too. I thought it was silly as crap my whole life. I know you did. Yeah, and then I love the Huberman Lab podcast. I freaking love it. I have named Doctor Huberman rhubarb. That's his nickname. So that's (laughs) I'm
0: sure he'll appreciate that. That's
1: what I call him is rhubarb. And rhubarb did an episode on heat therapy, and I don't know why I trust this man, but he was pulling out some peer reviewed studies on heat stress and um, heat shock proteins. And the effect on the nervous system, and whoa, like it—it it, it was wild. You listened to it?
0: Yeah, I listened to it. But the interesting thing is, I—I uh, I, I had been doing the sauna for months before I listened to that, and I didn't—and I didn't need his science to to tell me that. But, but the, the cool thing was that everything that I had learned through experience lined up with what he was saying from a scientific standpoint. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. It is cool, but that's been a just an amazing part of my evening routine is adding that in there. I mean, I will forever have a sauna wherever we move, wherever we go. I, even if I have to build Jerry, I was about one to say, as long of, as we're not broke as crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if I had to and <laughs> build one out back, like I I will forever have one because. It's such an amazing tool at the end of the day. uh, I think it does a few things. Obviously, there's the science that tells you what it's doing physiologically. But I think another thing that that extreme temperature does is it forces me to be present. Mm -hmm. So when you get in there, when you first get in there, it's not, you know, you can think about other things, right? Your mind's still running. Well, after about 15 minutes, Mm. Uh, eight uh,
1: minutes, try eight minutes. Yeah.
0: After about 15 or 20 minutes, you cannot think of anything else because your body is freaking out. It's like, because it doesn't know that you can, I was telling Brooke this yesterday. I said, your body doesn't know that you can just stand up and walk out of this thing at any time. It's freaking out. It's like, you got to get out of here or you're going to die. Yep. And so I think that's one big thing. It, it makes you at least gives you a moment of hyper presence, right?
1: Yeah, and you could go deeper into that as a distraction from your current thoughts, but also practice in de-escalating that stress response. I mean, you're oh, every time point. you get yeah. in there, you're learning how to get really stressed because I felt that and it does feel awful. And you're learning how to bring that back down.
0: Yep. That's don't don't point. let
1: me derail you. No,
0: uh-uh. that's a good point. So
1: right now you're doing just in case someone has a sauna, and I think it does vary for everybody, and you have to be super careful in the sauna. But you're doing between one eighty to two hundred degrees, and you're doing what like ten minute rounds.
0: No, I always switch it up. I mean, uh, here recently I've been doing longer sits in the sauna, but just one. And so like last night I did twenty five minutes. Uh, at like 175 or something like that, yeah. 178, and uh, I, I, but but that I just listen to my body. Yeah. If I get in there and it's it's like crazy hard, and I've had a long day and sweated a bunch that day, then I'll do shorter rounds at maybe a higher temperature and maybe do it two or three times. I think you just have to listen to your body. Hmm. I mean, I'm all about that. I mean, a lot of you guys don't understand what that means.
1: I can't in the the sauna. In the cold plunge, I can listen to my body. Yeah. In the sauna, four minutes in, I feel like I'm dying. Like I just, if I listened to my body, I would get out like immediately.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good point.
1: But maybe maybe since you've been doing it for months, that's where that comes into play.
0: Well, that thing tends to melt a lot of the stress away from me that, that maybe piles up throughout the day. It does a really good job at it, of it, and it sets me up for a good night's sleep, which is, I think, another good thing that we do to mm-hmm. uh, help, const- help mitigate the effects of stress mm-hmm. is we are very, very adamant about our sleep.
1: Very. Almost to a fault.
0: And sorry for all you guys that have kids.
1: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing.
0: <laughs> sorry about that.
1: I was at like 9.58. Just freaking walking around, getting in bed to read for a little while. It's so quiet in the house and yeah. No, I agree. I think that I was going to say that. I was going to say, for me personally, sleep, exercise, and nutrition hygiene are huge for me for stress. And I think some people, those things don't really... Or they don't know, or I don't know. I think everyone's different. I just know some people who don't really care for those things, and they don't seem stressed. But a lot of my stress, it it's like a it's like a bodily reaction more than it is. So there, there's two things. I want to tell you that it's a bodily reaction more so than it's coming from something. But I think the truth is I haven't gotten good enough yet to identify where my stress is coming from. So some days I just wake up and I just feel all of the symptoms I read at the beginning of this. Hmm. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. And just heart racing. My vision is narrowed. I just don't feel well. Like I just can't. You know that really nice place in your mind when you get to daydream about things and you just kind of float around in your daydreams and you're not aware of yourself. Like
0: maybe some of the listeners know about that. I don't know. You about do
1: it. too. You do it all the time. That's why you're a terrible driver. That's well, why I'm you always, I'm
0: always I'm always scheming on something.
1: That's what I'm saying though. Like you're not aware of yourself. You're like outside of yourself and you're in your thoughts. You're not in your head. Is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. You're, You're scheming ag- on something else.
1: You're aggravating me. Sorry, I just... I, I, yeah. uh, what was I saying?
0: Um, you were talking about some mornings you get up and you just...
1: Yeah, I don't have the capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stop thinking about the way I feel or my brain catastrophizes things and when I think of scenarios... I think of the worst possible one, and it's something that I'm working through now. But that type of stress is the hardest stress for me.
0: You know, it's interesting that you just mentioned that, how your brain is always considering the worst possible scenario, or many times is considering all these potentials for catastrophe or things going wrong and this and that. And when I did this video on YouTube about controlling fear and anxiety and stuff, which by the way, the third one will come out next week, I think, or yeah, next week. It'll be the last one in the series, but a lot of the people were commenting in there how, how true it is that we create so much worry and stress yes, for mm-hmm. ourselves that is not even real.
1: No, of course not. And And that's crazy, man. Well, it makes sense to me. It's our brain's trying to protect us from what could happen. But where the times we live in now, it's kind of useless most of the time. Yeah. And and I was telling you, I think last night or the night before something I've started. I'm really like I love the sauna as a tool. I love the cold plunge as a tool. I love herbs as a tool. Safe herbs. Um, like L-theanine and valerian and, like, good stuff. Yeah. Um, But in this season, I have really tried to focus on dealing with stress internally. Like, I don't want right this moment, I want to maintain my normal stuff, but I don't want to turn to something outside of myself right now to deal with my stress.
0: That's like, probably smart. I want to.
1: Well, not, I don't, I think if like you are in a good, to me, you are in a good place with stress. Like stress doesn't really mess up your life. It doesn't mess up our marriage. You maintain a really good balance with work. So I don't think there's anything wrong with you using the sauna. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Where like I've been in a season where stress has really affected me in my life. And I think that turning to outward things is just prolonging work that has to be done that being said what we were just talking about how like I'm going to give y'all an example like the other day I was staying in a parking lot talking to my friend and this is probably I'm not even gonna say that talking to my friend and her daughter who's like nine or ten was running around beside us in the parking lot and this is not a busy road like it's it was not a stressful, dangerous situation. It was a very chill situation. And her daughter is very smart. And, but my mind, as I'm staring my friend in the eye, listening to her, tell me something plays out her daughter going over to the road, going into the road, getting hit by a car. And then the next probably 20 minutes of me kneeling down by her daughter and trying to protect my friend from seeing her and like, And then by the time I realize what's happened and that I've been stuck in this scenario, like I've already affected by it. It's Mm -hmm. already changed the way I feel. Yeah. And like, and that's, that was kind of what I was talking about on those days when I just wake up and I'm just in that mode of alertness. That's what happens. And it happens all the dang time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just, you're stuck in it. And so you give yourself these little traumas throughout the day by just going through these scenarios in your mind and picturing things happening to people you care about. So
0: now that doesn't happen to me. I don't have to deal with that.
1: Well, you're lucky. Um, what I have been doing for that lately that I, I really think has been working, um, is I'm also getting quicker at catching it before it gets down the line. Like if I, I'm I'm getting quicker at notifying my brain, like, "Whoa, we don't, we don't want to go there. And I've been letting it ride out. I'll be like, okay, go ahead. (laughs) People are going to think I'm so crazy. Go ahead and let this play out. So I let it go to the end. And then I reset up the scenario in my head and visualize the best outcome. Mm -hmm. And then I just leave it. And I leave the thought. And the only other people I've really heard talk about struggling with this are a lot of women with their own children. I've heard a lot of women Mm. who can identify with having like really not good thoughts about bad things happening to their kids.
0: Visualization is a powerful tool.
1: Yeah. Visualizing. It almost overrides the trauma or the, the, the nervous system response that comes from, you know, thinking of that worst case scenario and playing it out in your head. Mm -hmm. When you play out, visualize the good thing that's going to happen, how she's not going to run on the road and she's, she is playing in the parking lot happily and we're going to finish our conversation and they're going to get in the car and leave. And everyone, you visualize everybody happy in the car, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of get why you struggle with that though. I think more so than I do, because, you know, it goes back to the very beginning of our relationship when uh, your dad said she's a caring thing huh. she cares you do you 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 have this this instinct this gift to really care for people and be aware be hyper aware of the well-being of other people so i think maybe sometimes you can get hyper focused on those things and oh big time yeah
1: hyper focused on other people's emotions too which mm-hmm. is also something that i have to work through to find peace is i'm not responsible for how other people feel and i'm not responsible for making everybody feel important and
0: well i've been the last few days since i've been considering uh that how much of the stress and worry we experience in life today we manufacture Mm -hmm. i've been auditing myself throughout the day from day to day because this is a stressful in quotation marks time for me because we've got our biggest mission ever coming up. Uh, and it's a, there's a, I mean, I want it to be awesome yeah, and, and it will be awesome, but I've been auditing myself, not just on that, but on everything that I, if something starts to well up in me and, and cause a little tension, I'm like is that is am, is that real like it, it, am I I'm creating this right now I'm creating the feeling I'm like hey man I've got a refrigerator full of food I'm healthy I have a home I I like come on man yeah <laughs> you know what I mean so I've been intentionally auditing myself on all those things I'm creating for myself
1: I think too that's a good like segue into talking about I do want you to share how you felt like you were nuking everything and stress and how you came down from that. But I think our culture and our society demonizes stress so much. And I think that stress could be what you just said, tension, Mm -hmm. adversity, pressure that those things aren't necessarily positive or negative. Like I, I think a lot of, amazing things have happened when people were under stress. Mm-hmm. And I, for me lately, another thing I've been trying to do is change my mindset on stress. Like I think some of your stress this week has propelled you t- to do a lot of really awesome things to prepare and make this trip amazing for your students. Yeah. I mean, you need those stress hormones to get you moving a lot of times. Um,
0: that's, yeah, that's, no, it's a really good observation.
1: Yeah. I think, I think if, I think we, we as a society and our culture, I don't know about other, other countries, we're taught to think that if we're stressed, we've got to calm ourselves down. We've got to get rid of this stress. And it's like, what if, what if we were to, and I think there needs to be a healthy gauge of like, okay, I'm feeling this pressure. I'm feeling these symptoms. I'm kind of feeling a little antsy is this something I can use for good? Mm-hmm. Yes or no. If the answer is yes, roll with it. Like we talked about in the last podcast, stress can be good for your immune system if it's short term. Yeah. Yeah. Short term meaning hours to a day, mm-hmm. no longer than a few days. But if it's bad, yeah, you need to, you need to do some digging or use one of your tools, exercise or sauna or meditation or prayer
0: or visualization or, yeah,
1: but, but, I think I think we write off stress as um something we need to get rid of immediately and I think for me personally that's not always the case.
0: Yeah, you that's a valid point. I I will agree with you on that 100%. Yep. Um you said you mentioned prayer as a tool. That's something that that definitely helps me tremendously too, especially in the morning time when I'm feeling anxious about whatever the day holds, uh, is carving the time out in the morning to actually spend some time in prayer and not feel rushed and, and, and do it intentionally. Like, you know, don't, don't just don't utilize the time you spend on the toilet in the morning to say your prayers. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I mean, d- yeah. Have you not caught yourself doing that? Like, oh, I, I really should pray this morning. Or because, driving. Yeah. Or, yeah. Exactly. Like, do it intentionally. And, and, um, I, and two, for me personally, I, I'm not a, not, I get, I guess, I don't know if it comes natural to anybody, but naturally, I'm not a person that prays a lot. Uh, I, I'm in, I, I feel like I have constant awareness of Christ and my relationship with the creator. And, constantly seeing him and, and all that is around me and the beauty that is around me because of the beautiful place that we live and the, the the nature that we live in but uh it's difficult for me to carve out intentional time for prayer it takes effort but it does help me as as much as I talk about reading scripture in the mornings how that helps set me up for a good day um, because it is the bread of life we need this. It feeds us. But I think prayer is another thing that feeds us and sets us up for a good day and relieves us of the tension that this life will bring.
1: Do you, do you mind me asking what, what does your prayer like that, that would relieve stress? What does that look like specifically?
0: Yeah. I mean, usually it is, uh, i i will i like to just praise jesus and just uh thank him praise him mag- out loud yeah magnify his name uh glorify him in my prayer
1: what does that like like just like using the word you're using like, yeah, God, yeah. I glorify yeah, like you.
0: jesus you you are the creator of all of this thank you uh you were the alpha the omega the beginning you've been here since the beginning you are the end. You're the King of Kings. Uh, you are in control. Um, and then asking Him, Lord Jesus, just make the path that you have uh, you have set for me before the foundations of the earth. You, you you've made my paths, and just make them clear to me, uh, so that that I know uh, com- I'm confident in how I should follow you and serve you today. And um, and then just asking for mercy and for grace, and and then I also uh, I also have now began to ask Christ to teach me things like wisdom, to teach me uh, meekness, to teach me uh, to have grace with people. Um, so instead of asking him for these things, I, I've just been prompted. That he would uh, to teach me these things through through the experience that he has um, laid out before me in life, you know what I mean, and that that I am the student and that I should be looking for these lessons and learning, and not just expecting Christ to impart them to me, uh, you know, for for nothing, yeah, um, but to teach me them.
1: Do you do you when you're stressed and you're praying, do you say your stresses out loud or is that just kind of something you know he's going to take care of?
0: Yeah, I don't don't necessarily say them out loud.
1: And I, I I'm just asking cuz I'm curious. I think that I do say them out loud. I think yeah. everybody's different. Do you ever sit quietly after you pray and listen?
0: No, not really. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. But not really. It's hard, enough for, it's hard enough for me to be disciplined enough to just carve out the time to intentionally pray. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Yeah, it just depends. I'm not saying I haven't done that, but it's not something that well, is... uh Whatever...
1: Regular. Yeah, whatever you're doing, is working for you.
0: I, another thing, the last thing I'm going to say on this, because we've been going for about an hour, and then I'll let Whoa. you... What? Oh, and, and are I'm, you trying to rush it? No, and then I'm going to let you go wherever you want to go but
1: you're stressing me out.
0: Another thing that causes that causes me a lot of stress in life. Have you ever had those days where you feel like you've been really busy and you you feel like you've worked really hard but you just didn't get really get anything done. It's like there I I have I don't know if any of y'all can relate to this, but I have days and have had many days in the past where I've just felt like I've been all over the place all day long, but there's no tangible evidence that I got anything actually accomplished. Like nothing is finished, done. I can check it off a list. Those days, (laughs) I mean, are the worst for me in terms of stress. So every day... I intentionally try to at least attack a few things. I mean, at a minimum one, at least attack one thing that I can do that needs to be done and I can do it from start to finish. And and so then that alleviates the chance for me having a day like I just talked about. That helps me tremendously. It's like... At the end of the day, if I didn't get anything else done, I can at least look back and say, well, heck yeah, man. I finally plugged that hole in the tire of my truck and got the spare off the truck. You know what I mean? Or uh, at, at least I at least I got a good, solid workout in this morning. I made myself better in that way. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, obviously try to get more than just one thing done every day. But understand the way to prevent, for me, the way to prevent having one of those days where you're just scattered all over the place and spread thin and nothing actually gets accomplished, just get a win early in the day. Just get one win early in the day that if everything else goes awry, you can fall back on that one win that you had that day. Uh, And so that helps me a lot.
1: I think that leads to something that I've noticed that will cause me stress or a lack of peace is the better way to say it is like I f- I feel like what you just said could be compared to like a purpose. Like what was your purpose for that day? Yeah. And and my job is like my job can be feast or famine. And there have been a few short stints where I haven't really had anything to accomplish really concretely that I could look at and be like, man, I got that done. Yeah. And I'll notice that my stress goes up, which is weird because you're thinking, well, Hey, I ain't got nothing to do. I'm just going to hang out with the dogs and go work out and have fun. And, but for us, I don't know if that's like that for everybody, but I hear you're the same. I don't feel good. Like,
0: Man has to have purpose.
1: Yeah, and 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 it can be the little things throughout the day. It can be a larger purpose, but I think a lack of purpose can just inherently cause stress and lead to worse things. Um,
0: I know. I know people with everything. What I know people with everything. What? But no purpose.
1: Oh, you know people who have everything. Yeah,
0: I know people who have everything without purpose, and they struggle. I know I, I have met plenty of people in my life that way.
1: Yeah, right? I know I know who you're referencing right now, and that's a great example of someone who has everything.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I've known multiple people. Yeah, throughout my life that that you know worked their entire life, um and and acquired everything imaginable and then
1: everything someone could want yeah, yeah yeah
0: and then the purpose uh the purpose all of a sudden goes away and it's it's rough so yes man must have purpose
1: yeah and and i think that's a good like people who retire you know usually people say they become depressed generally in my experience stress comes before depression stress and anxiety and that weird feeling and the push and the uneasiness and the anxiousness and there being a void and you can't figure out what it is and the depression comes when you choose to disconnect from that because you think you can't fix it you know what I mean when you bow out you're like oh nope I'm not I'm not this pressure is not going to force me into action I'm just going to fall back yeah. Not saying that depression is not also caused by chemical imbalance, but I think purpose is huge for me personally, too. And I don't I don't think I know my exact purpose right now. Jeremy, our therapist has me doing like a a like exercise that takes freaking forever to find my I'm doing air quotes right now, to find my purpose. So, I'll let you know how that
0: goes. That's important, I mean. At least you know what your passion is.
1: Yeah, and and I've I've kind of come to that conclusion that like I think I would be okay. I don't I don't know if you would, but I think my personality type would be okay with like every day or for this week or for this month. I have a purpose, and I have like you know I don't I don't think to be happy in this life I need like a save the world, overarching specific like. Your job is to rescue all the dogs that you can for the rest of your life. You know, like I don't think I need that. It's good to have. We do need to do that, though. But, I will have a dog rescue.
0: What a! But tell the people what your passion is, Boo.
1: You're my passion. Yep, that's right. And and you say you say all the time. <laughs> you say when I'm being aggravating or when I'm being mean to you. You say, babe, you need to pet your passion.
0: That's right. <laughs> Oh, we're so weird. You got a good passion in life. That's good.
1: I, um, gosh, there was more I wanted to talk about. Oh, I wanted to talk about mindset and stress. Tell me what you got. I saw you just look at the clock. No, I'm fine. You are pushing me.
0: I'm fine. I'm just trying to add a little healthy stress to you so you make sure you get to the point. The people like it when you get to the point.
1: Am I not getting to the point? No,
0: you are. Yeah. You're doing great. I feel like
1: I always do. You're the one who freaking rambles on about.
0: I'm sure most of the listeners would agree with you on that. <laughs> Everything.
1: They love it, though. I don't get it. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I do not understand why I'm they sure like it. I'm sure you're not the only one. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have noticed some flaws in my mindset. And I was listening, again, I was listening to Rhubarb. And he had this lady. That's
0: Dr. Huberman, by the way.
1: He had this lady on who was talking about mindset and I shame on me. I don't remember her name cause she was amazing. But if you look up his podcast in mindset, I highly suggest you listen to the episode with the lady. She was a gymnast and she's a doctor as well. And what really hit me was a couple of the studies that they brought up. And I'm going to paraphrase this cause I, I will mess something up if I try to go into big detail, but they took two, it was the same group of people and one week, They gave them a milkshake and they said, this is a high fat, high caloric milkshake. Not good for you, not healthy. So all the the people drank it and then they measured all of their like glucose levels, their ghrelin, like their hunger hormone. The next week they gave them the same milkshake, but told them it was a different milkshake. Yeah. They told them, yeah, they told them that it was healthy. And like low calorie. And so they did the same measurements. Same people. Same milkshake. Blind study. And their body's response to the milkshake. Freaking mind blown. Was affected by what they thought they were using. Which I say mind blown. We all know placebo is a thing because it's real. Because we are able to impact our body's response to things based on what we believe will happen. Right. Like one other one, they had these ladies, they were maids, hotel cleaning ladies, and they wanted to measure whether your mindset on exercise affects how the exercise affects you. But they couldn't really do that with real exercise because it just wouldn't work. People would know and it would affect it. So they did it with cleaning ladies and they took two groups and one of the groups they told them that their job well first they interviewed them do you feel like you're physically active in your job and almost all of them said no I don't exercise I'm not physically active they didn't view their job which is very strenuous as strenuous and so they split the group in half and they told half of the group that their job was strenuous and they were using all these muscles and they were following the surgeon general's recommendation for exercise weekly times. And, and so they gave them all this information and told them that they were doing great things for their body. They came back four weeks later and did body measurements like um, the composition and a bunch of other stuff. Moral of the story, the group that they told that that job was strenuous had lost weight built muscle mass and like they hadn't changed anything they hadn't started going to the gym they just believed that what they were doing was strengthening them Wow! and the other group didn't change at all
0: you know that that's a that's interesting because my mind immediately goes to uh I wonder that those people, the the housemates that were told that what they were doing was good for them and healthy for them and all this that you just talked about, if they didn't start going about their job with more pride and vigor, possibly, you, you know what I mean? Because they're like, heck yeah, man, okay, this is good for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it up a notch. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do a better job. I'm gonna move faster. I, I'm Maybe. just saying, you're you're right. I mean, it. it but the, e- either way, the mind affected affected that. If it was the mind, yeah, you're right, affected their response or whatever. But uh, no, I mean, we we can't even begin to comprehend how how our mind impacts our physical body and and even our perception of reality. I mean, yes. we we don't even. We can't even begin to comprehend it.
1: So, so in, in giving those two examples of how your mind can affect the way things affect you, I think there's power in that, in our triggers, like in the things that stress us out and changing our mindsets on the things that stress us out and trying to take the power away from them.
0: Oh, that's solid. Yeah.
1: And I think that's possible But I think it's a long-term game. I don't think it's something that, like, in three weeks, you know, if you're really scared of spiders, this is a dumb example, but they stress you out. And you've started visualizing yourself around spiders, and you've started thinking about spiders in a different light and not allowing yourself to go to the phobia thoughts and visions. And I don't – I think – Still, the first time you see a spider after you've been working on that, you're probably still going to have a stress response. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time and effort. Um,
0: well, I think I've even do- I can see how I've kind of done that in my current job. Big time. Um, so, yeah, the things that I've told you guys so many times, it, like my faith and relationship with Christ is the only thing that props me up and keeps me driving forward. And so I think I have changed my mindset in terms of the things that I do that stress me out, that put me in front of thousands of people speaking or uh, teaching or, you know, whatever, um, or even just creating content or videos and stuff like that. Those things that stress me out, uh, I have changed my mindset as well, hey, I'm not doing any of this for me or for my own benefit. I'm doing all of this um, to in some way glorify God and point people to Christ. So um, I've changed my mindset. What is the purpose of this? And there it has, helped, it has affected the way those activities impact me mm-hmm. positively. Yeah. So.
1: You're just seeing it in a different light.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think one of the major things that's helped me recently is trying to change my mindset on stress because I don't know if you've ever done this. I doubt it. I will get stressed and then stress about being stressed (laughs) because I'm like, you need to get unstressed. You need to feel better. You need to get happy. You have this coming up. You got to go talk to this person. You got to see your family. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think changing your mindset about stress and its purpose is, is helpful.
0: Yeah. No, I, I know you do do that. I don't do that. You said do do. You do do that. <laughs> I've seen you do that. So yeah, changing your mindset about it and thinking about how, like you said, that short term stress can actually be good for you physiologically. Yeah. And good for you in terms of productivity. If the things that you're stressing about, you can actually take action yeah. and uh, and do something to influence that. So,
1: Real quick, I want to talk about, and, and I know, Quit. why are you looking at the time?
0: I wasn't. I was just doing my neck like oh, this. Oh, yeah, i, I'm I got sure. a little,
1: And your eyes just happen to go to that one, two-inch spot in the I room. I can't
0: even see the timer from here.
1: Oh, you I can? don't
0: know why you're so worried about it. You need to do something right now to mitigate your stress.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is the breathing called that Rhubarb talks about?
0: uh, I just do. I just know four by four breathing. But I got a little crick in my neck for some reason today. So
1: you must be stressed. (laughs) What's no, you know what that breathing is. It's.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I don't know what that's called.
1: Yes, you do. You've said it before. It's the deep. You're hyperventilating yourself. No, it's. It's the two double inhale. Yeah. Double inhale. Exhale.
0: Yeah,
1: I think. Okay. So that's what I want to talk about. If you find yourself in a moment of high stress, you haven't experienced panic attacks, but I'm sure your stress has come to a head before where it's a little more intense than usual. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about mindset. We're not talking about like long term, slow. I'm talking about like in the moment. You're super stressed, something has got you revved way the heck up what like what do you do what what are some tools you can use?
0: yeah I mean I think most the the three big ones that we were taught in uh early in seal training was visualization four by four breathing technique, and managing your your self talk Hmm. Um, so those are the three big ones big ones that we were taught. And I, I still utilize all three of them. Uh four
1: four by four breathing is exactly what I think. Four second inhale. Yeah. Four second Yeah. I, I it's wonder-
0: called box breathing. So yeah, breathing techniques, visualization, which you've already talked about, and then controlling your your self talk or managing your self talk, which you've already talked about too. Um I mean, those are all things I, I utilized throughout my whole career in the Navy when I was faced with really stressful times and scenarios and all that stuff, right? But, I mean, those the reality of it is when I look back on that period of my life, that season of my life when I was in the Navy, uh, that job was killing me. Like even though I could I could I did it and and I could utilize these tools to actually perform the task that needed to be performed, that it, it was just that job was killing me. What is that? It was mean? just too much stress. It was it was too much. It was it was too much just dumps of adrenaline and exhaustion and terrible sleep and crazy hours and and you combine all that with the with the stress of the job yeah i mean i don't i don't think there's any mitigating that there's getting through it but i don't think there's any doing that job and being able to be healthy yeah i don't think it's possible
1: i could totally see that and that's why no offense but a lot of our military turns to alcohol and other things to cope because my gosh yeah you're not you're not built to cope with that
0: no like
1: well i agree visualization breathing techniques controlling your self-talk i'm trying to think if there's anything else i use in the moment i speak out loud and i pray Mm -hmm. um and i also no that's pretty much it I think oh, those, those are, are good ones. Those are all really good ones for like but keep in mind like if you're if you're about to walk into a business meeting or a proposal or something that you have a lot riding on and and you're stressed again a healthy amount of stress you're if you're not overstressed you're hyper focused and if you calm yourself way down You're not taking advantage of that hyper focus and that like you could benefit from that in those moments, you know. Oh yeah, like I do. Yeah, if it doesn't go through the roof, I know there's a line where you you get foggy and kind of weird. But you should
0: know. You should know when it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, I I I know when it becomes unhealthy.
1: Yeah, but but how about like how about like our society? it's like in media and movies and stuff they depict like someone's walking into a big business meeting or they're about to do some crazy challenging physical dangerous something and they depict them like completely calming themselves and going into like a a state of just zen and it's like no that's not that is not where you're going to perform the best yeah like that's not reasonable that's not what you need to do Hold on, like utilize that stress, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to fall asleep. No,
1: <laughs> jeez. Mindset. I feel like when we when we get done with this podcast, I'm gonna be like, gosh darn it, why didn't you talk about blank?
0: Well, I mean, you can always come back on at any time, boo boo.
1: You don't invite me very often
0: you have a perpetual invitation to the podcast
1: well i mean most you guys do podcasts every wednesday and it's full you only have this amount of mics and you have this amount of people
0: well we can always bump blake out
1: no (laughs) no
0: well i thought it was a interesting conversation and um
1: i'm just not sure it was it was applicable that's my mind. Like if someone listens to this, that's in a high stress part of their life right now, is it, are they going to pull? Oh, I got a
0: ton. I mean, yeah. If you're in a high stress part of your life right now, first, I think, uh, look at your lifestyle. Are you doing, are you setting up the, the right space for you to get good rest, sleep, recover? Is your, is your home, is your environment uh, conducive to you, um, you know, r- being able to relax and recover when that time comes? Do you have community? Are you leaning on them the way you should? Um, audit yourself on the things that you're stressing and worrying about you're, that you're just creating for yourself that you have no control over.
1: Can I put in that the narratives that you have about yourself?
0: Yeah. So audit to pay yourself attention on to your those. narratives you have about yourself. Um, in the moment, we talked about visualiza- visualization, breathing techniques, uh, managing your self-talk, being aware of that, uh, and using your spoken word to kind of drive that self-talk in the right direction. Um, yeah, shoot, we talked about a lot.
1: Yeah, exercise. Avoid sugar. By gosh, avoid sugar and fried foods. Nah, no, that I didn't. And high fat foods
0: i can eat all the sugar i want i'm Baby, good
1: you do not eat that much sugar though so you can't say that
0: wait ice cream
1: once a day in well the that's evening. true
0: compared to what most people the amount of sugar most people intake yeah, you're probably you literally
1: right. don't do sugar other than once a day
0: and it's good ice cream too
1: uh, it's, it's not good um that i think also the one thing we missed that i think helps us tremendously is spending quiet time especially outside
0: you got to get outside
1: yeah, I think if if you're missing that, you'd, you're missing a huge part of what what.
0: If I lived in the city, I know I, I couldn't function. Like no, there's there would be no mitigating it. Yeah. If I was in the city long term, uh, no.
1: I, it, I agree. It,
0: like, I I don't say this as a joke. I would rather be homeless, and live. Out in the country under a bridge or down by a creek or something, then I would be wealthy and be forced to live in a city.
1: What about a subdivision? Uh, depends
0: on where the subdivision is if like if like I could like leave my subdivision and like go a mile down the road and be in the mountains, I could handle that. Okay, uh, I'm talking about like in Atlanta, Yeah. Or, uh, 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 Austin, Texas, or, or like these cities, the crazy thing about them is, is okay. You can drive out of the city. You get 30 minutes out of the city and you're in the suburbs where maybe you can find a trail or some nature, but crime is so bad. Like it's like in Austin, when we were trying to find trails and we drove to the trailhead and the entire parking lot was full of broken glass. Yeah. And it said, don't, leave anything in your car because someone's going to break in your car while you're here it's like you can't ever relax yeah it sucks it it, it's mind-boggling to me how people live in these places
1: aside from Uh, the crime just not being able to like say you're really frustrated with your family and you go sit on your back porch and all you hear is noise and have lights
0: oh there there's stuff that we yeah there's stuff that we can't we don't even know what it's doing to our body Oh, no. Uh, the noise and the frequencies and the, the lights and the uh, all
1: The radiation from all the electrical devices. We don't even know what don't it's doing. Don't get me started on that.
0: Yep. Well, I don't know that we'll ever know. I, think, I don't think the world's going to go on a whole lot longer.
1: Surely, don't, shut your mouth. Surely, they've done some kind of study on people that live like out in the country away from light pollution and noise pollution and their health and longevity versus... Well, that would probably be skewed because city people on average probably tend to be wealthier and eat a little better, and then your country people <laughs> are out there you know they they have a good environment yeah, but there's eating.
0: there's so many factors that influence your health, your health and and how long you live i mean I, you you could even i believe you could even make a case that the amount of exercise that I do. It's probably unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think you could make a case for that. And and it's probably a legitimate case.
1: I wish your parents were here to hear you say that. Yeah.
0: I mean, because you see, you, you know, you look at people who are healthy and they've lived a long life and they're still healthy. Like, what have they been doing for exercise? But you talk to most of them, they're like, oh, I walk every day.
1: Yeah, really I walk.
0: I've been, I've been, walk I've walked every day since I was whatever. 30 years old or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So and we're over
1: here crossfitting five days a week and running and
0: running and swimming and all this stuff. So, oops, but that's all right. It's all good. Mm. <sighs> well, I always love it when you come on boo. I know, I know I caused you a little stress during that episode. Um, but you did well with it. Oh, okay. I feel like we still like each other.
1: Oh. <laughs> my passion (laughs) you you know what's really stressing me out this whole time we've done this podcast you got a long hair in the very front of your head sticking straight up oh really oh yeah and when you're rocking it's it's rocking back and forth that is
0: so funny oh yeah well you just look beautiful over there the whole time Uh -uh. nope yep as as usual i don't
1: don't accept that always look so beautiful Um, When are you gonna try the bidet? So you can report back.
0: Maybe next week.
1: Next week? Yeah. Why?
0: I just gotta. I gotta do some. I gotta watch a few YouTube videos on it first. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? Just joking.
0: I don't know. We'll see, Boo Boo. I'll think about it. Okay. Well, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with somebody that matters to you. That's the only way the show grows is if you guys share it with people. Uh, That's what I love about the podcast is it's really a lot of word of mouth growth. And um, I love you guys. Y'all are our most valuable people that we reach. You guys that tune into the podcast, you know, week after week and have been doing so for years. uh, I still Absolutely love the podcast because it's a great place where we can have in-depth conversation. If you guys want to support us, please consider joining Patreon. Patreon is not a fan club, as many of you guys think it is. It's actually a place where you can uh, support 307 Project, um, and it is a place where you can join us for three Sundays a month on a series that we do called Resurrected. It's a live call. We usually have somewhere between 30 and 50 people on the call every Sunday, and we bring a topic to the table. It's always going to be Bible-based, and we have a lesson, and then we have a discussion afterwards with whoever wants to chime in on the call. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, I think it's it's uh, it's a really good place to be it's a really good community uh, it's not a fan club but it does help us tremendously be able to do the podcast because the podcast it's it's the one thing that takes the most time i've said this since the very beginning it takes the most time and it it doesn't there's no there's very it it produces very little um substance in terms of financial substance for the business but i love it so much and you guys make it possible that are supporting us on patreon so we appreciate you it's always humbling and it's an honor to be able to sit here in front of this mic and have these conversations and know that you guys hopefully get something out of them yes it is enough said